What need have I of the living servants when the shadows themselves rise up at my command? Feniel Turgon, Duchess of War. Some, some driven or domineering souls seek nothing less than mystery of darkness itself. The ability to turn the very shadows into their agents and allies. These are the masters of shadow, commanders of soldiers as dark and insubstantial as the night itself. For those with the force of will to enter their ranks, the very shadow serves at their beck and call. Shadowcasters are the most common masters of shadow, since they can most easily enter the class. Sorcerers, wizards, clerics, and even the occasional druid can multi-class just enough to gain access, however. Few martial types do so because the class demands specialties far removed from combat skills. As you progress as a master of shadows, you gain command of an increasingly powerful dark servant. At first level, your shadow familiar permanently transforms into a medium shadow elemental. It loses all familiar traits, but gains new abilities at your shadow, no, as your shadow servant. Should your shadow servant die, you can summon a replacement after 24 hours pass. Your shadow servant cannot travel farther from you than 30 feet plus 10 feet for each of your master of shadow levels. 40 feet at first level and a maximum of 130 feet at 10th level. If it is forcibly separated from you by more then this distance, the servant dissipates instantly, and you must wait 24 hours to summon a new one. At first level, as a standard action, you can focus your affinity with shadow to enhance your shadow servant, granting it one special ability for one round. This special abilities, the special abilities available to your shadow servant depend on your class level. At fourth level, you could give your servant any of the following special abilities. Interact with corporeal, fast healing one, extra attack, or cold damage plus 1d8. At 5th level, 
You can grant your shadow servant a special ability for one round by taking only a move action rather than a standard action. You can choose to use two move actions in the same turn to grant it two abilities. Additional move actions granted by spells, class features, or the like can also be used to further enhance your shadow server. At 10th level, you can grant your shadow servant a special ability for one round by taking only a swift action rather than a move action. You can still move you, you can still use move actions to give it additional abilities. Thus, a 10th level master of shadows who does nothing else in a round can choose to give his shadow servant three special abilities. Using one swift action and two move actions. At second level, the shadow in your essence provides resistance to cold five. This resistance increases to ten at, at fourth level and twenty at sixth level. At tenth level, you have immunity to cold damage. At second level and every level thereafter, you gain new mysteries or spells per day and increase in caster level and masteries or mysteries and spells known if applicable. As if you had also gained a level in a casting class to which you belong before adding the prestige class level. You do not, however, gain any other benefits a character of that class would have gained. If you had more than one casting class before becoming a Master of Shadow, you must decide to which class to add each level for the purpose of determining spells per day, caster level, and spells of mysteries known. After you reach 10th level, if your shadow servant dies, you can summons a replacement 10 minutes later. A master of shadows can shape the essence of his shadow servant, granting it special abilities and qualities. In this way, the master customizes his servant to his needs uh, at of the moment. At first, enhancing a servant in this manner is a standard action. The higher level masters eventually reduce the effort to a move action and finally a swift action. 
Even when a master of shadow has the ability to bid his servant to gain multiple abilities, any single ability can only be granted or gained once. When you grant your shadow servant this bidding, it can perform simple tasks at your command in a manner identical to the unseen servants, except that it retains its own hit points. A shadow servant can be bid to regain hit points at a rate of one hit point per round. When making a full attack action, a, a shadow servant can be bid to make one extra attack. The attack is made using the creature's full base attack bonus plus any modifiers appropriate to the situation. A master of shadow can bid its servant to deal an additional 1d8 points of cold damage on a successful hit, stacked with the cold damage that shadow elements normally deal. A shadow servant bid to extend its shadowy arms in this manner increases its reach by 5 feet. Bidding your shadow servant to ignore damage grants it DR5 slash whatever. A master of shadow can bid its servant to be quick increasing the servant's speed by 20 feet. You are welcome in the Tenebros Cabal so long as you do not succumb to arrogance or seek to control your fellow members as you do as you, as you do your servant. Surprisingly, Masters of Shadow rarely become members of the Vateris of Vecna or the Nightshade Covenant. While members of the Vateris are certainly convinced of their right to rule others, they do not like the idea of sacrificing their own mystical might in order to empower their servants. Members of the Covenant, on the other hand, dislike the notion of mortal beings controlling creatures of shadow. Their shadow servants, their shadow servant is your, your shadow servant is your greatest weapon. You can direct it against foes without putting yourself in danger or have it flank an opponent. As you gain greater power, your servant increases in puissance. 
your ability to use it to deliver touch mysteries or spells makes it even more potent at higher levels than it would otherwise be. You tend to discover your own proclivities for manipulating creatures of darkness rather than learning from others. This frequently occurs as you research as you research means of empowering your companion or of summoning creatures of shadow. No specific training or right rights exist to become a master of shadow. You must simply possess the proper mindset and the appropriate knowledge. Continuing advancement is emotionally rewarding for those with ambition because it offers an ever more powerful servant and increases casting abilities. You'll want to decide which mysteries or spells to learn in order to make best use of your servant. For instance, touching attacks are, the far, are of far greater value to you than others since you have a powerful agent to deliver them. You might not want to bother with other summoning magic. Your servant likely re represents more than enough assistance. You tend to view other masters with hostility, seeing them as rivals, although this attitude is not universal. You'll have to gather resources on your own or with the aid of trusted companions. Try to acquire magic that enhances your touch attacks. You're unlikely to need many other forms of offensive magic and otherwise focus primarily on defensive and statistic, boosting spells or mysteries. Keeping company with a master of shadows is rather akin to owning a trained snake. It might never turn on you. It probably won't turn on you. But you never want to take your eyes off of it. Oren Corridon, Lady of the Second House, Parliament of Shadows. The Master of Shadow is the perfect prestige class for players who enjoy summoner, summoners and similar characters. It allows for the same advantage and abilities without losing the strange traits of shadow magic itself. Most masters of shadow prefer a life of luxury. They aren't necessarily debauched, but they swiftly grow accustomed to having things done for them. 
Most live in finery-filled manses or keeps if they can afford to do so. These complexes tend to be somewhat distant from nearby people due to the master's poor reception in most communities. When given the option, masters of shadows prefer to dwell near enough to other communities to purchase what they need, but far enough for privacy. When they manage to obtain political power, most masters of shadow tend to be demanding rulers, already predisposed towards taking servants for granted. They are convinced of their right to rule. Although not necessarily cruel, they simply fail to consider the needs of their subjects. A shadow elemental needs little in the way of care. The greatest known master shadow is Lady Thaniel Chirigan, the Duchess of Or. She and her disciples, all lower level masters of shadow, rule a small independent province with an iron fist, using their shadow servants as spies and enforcers. Sanja Uradin hires herself out as a bodyguard for rich and noble clients, protecting them from a distance with sentinels of darkness. Finally, Fallon Reese, an abnormally flamboyant master of shadow, is well on his way to becoming a one-man adversary party. The Tenebros Cabal and other organizations treat Masters of Shadow like any other members. Their activities on behalf of the organization and their mastery of shadow magic determine their place in the scheme of things. This circumstance often prevents masters of shadows from obtaining leadership roles because their studies of shadow magic slows down as they master their servants. Thus, a small but growing number of masters feel the cabal is mistreating them. Masters of shadows or shadow are often bitter rivals of, of the children of, of night. The masters feel that the children practice an unholy or even perverse form of magic, seeking to become what they should instead rule. The children in turn believe that the masters seek to control them along with all the other beings of shadow.